102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. So listen, no one really knows what we're in for with this storm. Except Dave Hayes away the, the weather nut. We'll be talking to Dave Hayes after 8 o'clock this morning. He's going to get a real insight to what we can expect. It's going to be overcast today and high of 31. Then tonight the snow and the wind kicks in. Accumulation to 3 to 5 inches by tonight, low of 17. And then for tomorrow, periods of snow, high gusts of winds, uh, 40, 45 miles an hour. Total accumulation could be anywhere between 7 to 15 inches and a high of 20. 27 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Also this morning, we'll give you another code word for Code Word Alexa. Today is the final day to qualify for an Amazon Echo Dot. And maybe it can be yours We'll give you the new co-word around 7.50 this morning. That and a lot of other stuff. It's 5.36 in Rock 102. GG Inc. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.52 and Led Zeppelin Rock 102. It is uh, going to be today. Uh, it's going to be uh, cloudy with a high of 31 uh, tomorrow. That's when the snow comes in. But we still really don't know how much we're going to get. But we will be talking with Dave Hayes, the weather nut, after 8 o'clock to figure all that out. It is uh, 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood uh, trash? Uh, Steve, uh, Jake, uh, man, Chris Brown just can't catch a break. Yeah, that's we, the problem with know, that guy. It's like you know, one bad thing after another. He's so, so much of a victim. He's uh, now facing a $20 million lawsuit from a woman alleging that he raped her in 2020. Court documents obtained by XXL Today. Uh, alleged Brown drugged and raped an unnamed woman on December 30th of 2020. The assault allegedly happened on a yacht that was parked at Diddy's Star Island Estate in Florida. According to the lawsuit, Brown invited the Jane Doe over to Diddy's house after hearing her speaking on FaceTime with a friend who with a friend who was with Brown. Brown claimed he knew that the Jane Doe was an artist and he had heard her music. You can kind of see where this is going. Yeah, I see. Uh, the lawsuit goes on to once... Uh, once she arrived, Chris offered her a drink in the kitchen on the yacht, which she then later filled a second time. The two spoke on her music, and Brown offered advice on how to navigate a career in the industry, and then the woman began to experience a sudden, unexplained change in consciousness uh, and felt disoriented and physically unstable and started to fall in and out of sleep. Very Cosby-like. Yes. She then uh, woke up later with bits and pieces, remember her telling him no, and, yeah. you know, this. But, uh... He, this guy, I don't even know why he's still around to begin with. I'm not sure. He, I mean, he's he kind of a, beat the crap out of Rihanna. Kind of proven his uh, lack of character over and over again. Yeah, uh, he has zero character. It's not even like a lack of like a little. You know what I mean? Well, like, I'm I'm like kind of yeah. stating that there's like no character. Yeah, he has no like character. a lack, like a like a lack of humor. Uh, you know, that doesn't suggest someone who's got a little bit of humor. They lack it. There's right. No humor. None. Since uh, splitting from Elisa Bonet, Jason Momoa has been living in a camper van in a friend's yard. A source says, quote, he's not, uh, he's really not a private jet luxury resort kind of guy. Really? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't mean to be pointing fingers or, you know, placing blame, but so here's Jason Momoa. I think we can all agree as a strapping, good looking man right oh, there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. a yeah. bit like a brick crap house, that guy. Uh, He's no longer with uh, Lisa Bonet. And then she was married to Lenny Kravitz. I think we can all agree he's a strapping young man, too. And that ain't over till it's over. You're damn right about that. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to wonder 
is there something about Lisa Bonet that we don't know about? Maybe. Think about that. Yeah. It always could be the other person's problem. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Kylie Jenner is under fire over her Kylie Cosmetics because fans say she just recycles the same products and colors over and over again. Gee, like any other person selling crap? <laughs> you mean like every other corporation yeah. in America? Drag queen Trixie Mattel also accused Kylie of copying her heart-shaped lip gloss packaging. Yeah, because she's the very first person in the world to thought of to think of that. Oh, no. That, that, that poor boy, billionaire Kylie. What will she ever do? Uh, I got an idea. How about you come up with a different packaging with yeah. the same product and no one will know the difference? I don't think she cares. I think it's all about the dollar at the end of the day. Uh, Ali Sheedy admitted that she didn't like her character Allison's makeover in The Breakfast Club. Quote, it was uncomfortable even when we were filming it. Alan, Allison is much more uh, delicious before the hair bow goes in. Okay. Uh, I they, can't believe that we've now heard from Ali Sheedy after all this time. Yeah, I don't even, like, I don't even know where, I can't even find the source where they're interviewing her from. It makes me think there's no source at all. Maybe she just it probably, put it she, out there. and she, she probably didn't even say it. Somebody put a notification on their <laughs> Google account from 1997, and there it is. But she uh, she did say being in the movie was, quote, nothing but a gift. I really didn't understand how much of a success it was at the time. I didn't have any idea that it would continue going on and have this extended life. Because it's, like, really popular again now. It's a great movie. It, it's an okay movie. It's like one of those coming-of-age movies, but I wouldn't put it on, like, an Oscar list or a, uh, anything like that. Well, I don't know. It's got Wang Chung in it. Well, it has Judd Nelson in it, and anything with Judd Nelson in it is pure gold, my friend. Pure gold. You know, he was the uh, the acting genius that could have gone so many different directions. Uh, yeah. And then just chose one. But he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a crazy Taylor Swift fan crashed his car into her New York City apartment building early yesterday morning. I just wanted to see her. He drove the wrong way down a one-way street to get there and hit both the building and a fire hydrant. Then he got out and started ripping the intercom out of the wall. When mm. police showed up, he told them he wasn't leaving until he got to speak to Taylor. There's no word if she was even there at the time. He was arrested and taken to a nearby hospital, most likely for a psych evaluation. Maybe. Nearly the best way to see Taylor Swift is to buy a ticket. Yeah. Uh, not to get a ticket. Well, not to get a ticket, but also not to cause mass destruction trying to get an autograph. Yeah, well, yeah, there, there's that too. Uh, a new study claims that the most distracting strong to drive to is Hey Ya by Outkast, and the least distracting strong song is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. What would make you so distracted by Hey Ya? Because, I don't think it's distracting. Because you're more likely to sing it? Is that what they're... I don't think you can sing it without dancing. I think that's the problem with the song. The point is that they came up with some cheesy formula that allowed them to determine the most and least distracting songs to drive to. It's a, it's a website called Pass Me Fast that offers driving classes. Okay, good to know. Uh, in a nutshell, the most distracting songs have high energy and are emotionally charged but have low danceability, which basically means an irregular beat or tempo. And the uh, three most distracting songs are Outcast by uh, Hey Ya by Outcast, Mr. Brightside by The Killers, and Empire State of Mind by Jay Z. I do hate that song. You do? I do. 
I, I, mean, I don't know if I necessarily start singing it or dancing in the car. Of course, I would have to play it in the car for the very first time in order to do that. The only distraction that that song would cause me, that Empire State of Mind one, mm-hmm. would be me to reach over and change the channel to something else. Or bash the radio out with a hammer. Yeah. And the uh, the least distracting songs, like I said, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Uh, July by Noah Cyrus. I never heard that no, I don't one. even know what that is. I might have heard these two, and I just don't know what they are. You're old enough now to not know. Well, you know, your kids, you, know, you obviously have gone through this and are still probably going through this when they turn on music in the car and you're like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? Yeah, no, they sometimes introduce me to stuff, but then there's also times that they introduce me to stuff that's like 50 and 60 years old. Do you know who Doja Cat is? I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to Doja Cat a lot. more in- than- Involuntarily. Yes, and a lot more than anyone should be ever subject to. <laughs> And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Holiday bills starting to... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember former NFL quarterback Jeff Garcia? Me neither. Jeff Garcia used to be an NFL quarterback who spent 10 years in the league not winning Super Bowls for eight different teams, including the 49ers. As you know, the 49ers in the AFC title game this weekend against the Rams, having beaten the Green Bay Packers last weekend. During that game, I think it's safe to say that Jimmy Garoppolo did not have his finest appearance. In fact, he was terrible. He just happened to win the game. So what does this have to do with Jeff Garcia? Well, it's like this. In an Instagram post, which has now been removed, Jeff Garcia decided to lash out at ESPN analyst Mina Kimes for expressing her opinion about Jimmy Garoppolo's performance, which, as you point out, she is paid to do, saying that Jimmy isn't the reason why the 49ers won. They won in spite of him, not because of him. Garcia, on the other hand, took the opportunity to go on Instagram and say, quote, who the hell is Mina Kimes, and when was the last time she threw a touchdown pass in a game? Never. Ever she taken a snap or can truly understand the mindset, the physical and mental toughness that it takes to play the quarterback position or any position in the NFL? Mina then responded by tweeting, quote, I apparently was the only one to point out that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play well last week. Oh, snap! Way to fire back at a thoroughly irrelevant former has-been quarterback in his cockamamie, misogynistic, knuckle-dragon point of view. Let me ask you this. When was the last time Jeff Garcia threw a touchdown pass in the game that really mattered? I'll tell you when. 2007. Seven years before Mina Kimes was hired by ESPN to provide her professional opinion. And what was she doing back then? Graduating summa cum laude from Yale, you stupid moron. Meanwhile, Jeff Garcia was a redshirt transfer to San Jose State. Compared to Yale, San Jose State is like a high school with ashtrays. So lighten up there, big fella, and let the nice lady do her job. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Snow, ice, Rockies. Before or after the storm, get anything from an ice scraper, snowblower at Rocky's Ace Hardware, including ice melt and a roof rake. Whatever you need to dig yourself out of the storm, Rockies can help. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's not, uh, 613 on Rock 102. I almost did it again. I know. I almost did it. I don't it's, know why. It's uh, going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 31 tomorrow. 
This is where we really don't know what the hell's going to happen. It could be uh, anywhere from uh, one to twenty thousand inches of mm. snow. Yeah, I uh, I've been doing a little bit of uh, you know, research, updated research. Yeah. Uh, you know, we heard the meteorologists talking about this being an explosive uh, cyclogenesis, a, a weather bomb, uh, an explosive development, a, a bomb cyclone, some bo- kind of uh, master uh, plan to destroy the weather system as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, as you know, you know, we've been through this uh, time and time again. It's a rapid deepening of a extra tropical cyclonic uh, low pressure area, which could uh, which could happen. But it sounds uh, like we probably won't get it. The, 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 according to the uh, Saffir Simpson scale, which I'm sure you're all quite aware of, uh, we may not reach that level in uh, in wind. You need, uh, I think, uh, wind gusts between 74 to 95 miles an hour. And if we look at the color weather radar map, which I happen to have behind me, you can see that we are expected to wind gusts between like 40 to 45 at the oh, top. Oh, yeah, because so that's, that's nothing. Yeah. Those 40 to 50 miles an hour, uh, that, that's a... Uh, that's like a light blowing. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's hardly anything. So uh, we may or may not get... That uh, meteorological bomb that many of the meteorologists are, are talking about. And if the Weather Channel is to be, be believed, and I don't know what qualifications they have for this, uh, within the next 48 hours, they are predicting 14 inches of snow. Now, again, I've been burned many times following the Weather Channel. Like, you know, like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. I'm not so convinced it's going to be 14 inches of snow well uh again as we've heard time and time again and this storm has been no different they have been i do have to say they have been kind of careful of how they're presenting it without promising things you know what i mean right in the the past the local meteorologists would be like we're gonna get 10 12 inches tonight and then you know you get a dusting of snow and that's it that's the uncertainty about this particular thing and i'm sure dave will explain this later on after eight o'clock dave hayes the weather nut um he it's basically they don't know which way it's going to shift if it stays into the coast we're going to get a lot of snow if it doesn't if it goes out more towards sea right they'll get more rain on the coastline i'm just not convinced that the uh barrow clinic instability that uh, would normally need to be cited in these principal mechanisms uh, really uh, justify uh, worrying about the development of an explosive deepening cyclone. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about, but it sounds like my sports report on Monday morning. Steve, what are you talking about? Uh, what we're dealing with here is something that we've uh, is not new to us. <laughs> yeah. We're in New England, for crying out loud. I mean, uh-huh. you've been through uh, these storms. I've been through these storms. Yeah. We've both managed to survive. Uh, are you prepared for the Do you have everything you need? No, I'm not prepared for everything I need. My snowblower is broken, so basically i got to push the snow. I'm going to wind up having to hire somebody to come over with a plow truck to help yeah. me finish it off because it's just it, – there's, n- there's no way that the blower can get repaired within this short amount of time. Apparently, one of the tires of my snowblower is uh, flat. Yeah. So I have to inflate that uh, in order to use it. But in order for me to use it, I have to bring it down from the shed, uh, wheel it down a hill, and then uh, and then work on it in the garage. Ah, working on the garage. I may not be uh, necessarily prepared for that Barrow Clinic instability that we're talking about. So you uh, pay somebody to come and clean your drive out? Uh, you know what? I I, I, uh, I have not done that in a while, but every time, every year, every time I go out and snow blow or shovel or whatever, I say, damn it, I wish someone was was driving by right now, I'd flag him down and pay him a bunch of money to, to, to plow me out. I don't like getting plowed. 
I like getting plowed too. I like getting plowed hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, real hard. Yeah, like in a in a in a, in a bombo genesis situation. I like a, a, a guy with a truck to plow me and real good. Yeah, I got I got a guy that I usually call because uh, I I don't need him anymore. Well, I didn't need him anymore. Right. When I got the snowblower thing, but now I'm gonna have to probably call him again. Ah, Jesus. But that's how I that's how I met him. I chased him down. Did you? Well, I, it wasn't like, you know, I'm like running down the street chasing after his truck. I uh, I saw him drive by my old house and then I followed him. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. You know, I've uh, I've done this. I, uh, You've probably done this too. You ever like uh, you're shoveling your driveway and it's like, you know, real heavy leaden type of snow. Uh, I hate that. Yep. And uh, you know, you're breaking your back. You can, you, you can feel your your heart about to seize where you have that that heart attack and you die mm-hmm. right there in your uh, your driveway. And some guy with a with a plow on his on the the front of his uh, his truck drives by, and you just kind of you know stand straight up and you you look at him as he drives away, like he's gonna help you, like he doesn't see the telepathy message that you're trying to send out, like hey dude, how about doing this yeah, fella but, a solid? Yeah, but you, because they're not gonna just do you a solid. First of all, they rely on that income. You know, and when you have a when you have a a, a not so great winter, oh, I know, that's a lot of money lost on their part. It ain't gonna stop for some schlub on the side of the road. See, I've I've learned this lesson <laughs> because I uh, I've done it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. You know, I try to make that that overly expressive sad face. You know, and and, and hold the shovel down on my side like right. I'm just, like dejected and beaten down by this storm. And the dude just drives right by and uh, ignores me. But I don't know what it's going to take for me to like you know wave a guy. Do I have to like you know pull out you know like a like a like a, a crisp fist of dollar bills and say, "Hey, there's money in it for you." I don't know if they if they respond that way. Well, that's how I chased that guy down. I I had a situation where I, like every thing I had was broken. Yeah, and I was also dealing with uh, you know uh, my wife was sick at the time, so. Right. I'm like, I don't. You just get, you just get so emotionally drained. You're just like, I just need somebody to do this for me. I can't, like, I just can't do it anymore. I can't try to do this anymore. You ever, ever do so this? I saw this guy drive by the house, and I, tra- I, I followed him yeah. like a stalker down to the uh, the transfer station in my town, <laughs> and I was like, Excuse me, could you help me on my driveway? Yeah, you're, you're like that scene in Oliver Twist where they get yeah. one more father, one, one more clump of gruel. And then uh, it was uh, it was Big Ricky, and uh, Ricky did it for me. And then uh, you know now I call Ricky every once in a while. Really? Yeah. Does his son uh, Little Ricky work for him? No, he's. Uh, I, well, I don't think this kid works for him yet. The kid's too young. Oh, okay. But uh, you know he's 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 like a he's like a utility man. You know, this guy it, uh, does everything. You know what really crushes my soul? Tell me if this uh, ever happens to you because this happens uh, every single year. There's a big Bombo Genesis event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa loves Bombo. I I agree with that. Um, How have you never heard that song? <clears throat> I'm just not uh, aware of its lyrical content. You don't have to. Nobody does. Only knows Papa loves Mambo. Mama loves Mambo. All right. Well, let's uh, let's say it again. Papa uh, loves Bombo. Mama loves Bombo. There you go. Um, you ever been like uh, shoveling your driveway again? Same situation. You're having a, about to have a heart attack. You're you're getting you know you're in a flop sweat. You know zero degree temperatures, and you you, you get down to like the last part. Of your of of uh, of the job, you're almost done. Yeah, and then your town uh, plows come by. Yeah, and bury the bottom of your driveway all over again after uh, you spent yeah. hours trying to clear it away. I've actually stood there and have welled up in tears. 
when that happens. Yeah, but, you know, you got to remember that uh, when you start your driveway, you should really start from the end because the more you push out, of, yes, they're going to keep pushing more at the end of the driveway. Mm-hmm. But if you don't take care of that first, and let's say you're uh, busy doing the walkway in the upper part of the driveway, well, they've already gone by three or four times and already pushed this giant pile into your driveway. You got to get it first. Yeah, I try to do that. Mm-hmm. But then if it's too heavy, I say, ah, to hell with it. I'll go with the light stuff first. Right. The other thing is that I do, and it's actually it actually works. Let's say I'm on the uh, let's say I'm on the right side of the road. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what I always try to do with either my snowblower or my uh, or my shovel is I try to clear off the road right by the curb mm-hmm. by a good 20 feet. Okay. So when the plow comes, it doesn't push nearly as much snow at the foot of my driveway. Much of it has already been cleared. Yeah, but you want to do 20 feet to the to, to the, the right. right. Exactly. Is that what you're doing? That's okay, exactly what I'm talking about. Out, right? No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. Twenty feet to the right. Yeah. So when they're, they're when they're dragging the, the plows by, I'm not so likely to have to do it all over again because those yeah. rat bastards have covered my driveway. They're not rat bastards though. They're just doing their job. They're man. rat they're bastards they're when they mess up my driveway. Uh, I mean, I understand what you're saying. They're not normally rat bastards. They're they're doing a a, a, a reasonable service, but damn, I get angry. That, that's one of those jobs that I am so glad I don't do because the amount of time that you have to be out mm-hmm. and driving around and and waiting and and you, you know you you got to do these places sometimes two three times. Yeah, so you go once in the morning and then you come back in the midday and then you might come back at night. Just to finish it off, depending on how much snow we get. I'm hoping, because uh, yesterday I saw the the uh, the forecast saying anywhere between four to twelve inches. Because you know it, it's yeah. been it's been changing every hour. And I said uh, to my father on the phone, I said, "Hey, uh, is there any way? Is there any paperwork I need to do to ensure that we only get four inches? Because given a choice, yeah, I'd rather go four than than fifteen, because four is like a, a little almost like two thirds less." And I'd, I'd rather have that. Is that math right? I don't even know what that no, is. No, it's not right at all. Of course not. But yeah. it's like, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see myself faring well in 15 inches of snow <laughs> with, bad, with a bad knee, uh, a heart that's questionable, and uh, the fact I am eligible for coffee discounts at many restaurants due to my age. Yeah, well, your age requires you now to hire somebody to come do your driveway. I like that idea. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it might be time. I can either fill up the air on the tire of my snowblower uh-huh. or hire an actual man. You could do that? A too. real man. Not a man like me with you know limited skills and know-how, but yeah. like a real man with a truck with a plow. Yeah. Those are hard to find, you know. I don't know many men like that, like that anymore. No. You hang around with all dainty men. No, I don't hang around with dainty men. I just don't know anybody with a plow. Like you're in a book club. What's yeah. wrong with a book club? Well, none of those guys drive plows. That's why. No, they they, they, they drive Subarus. They're very tough yeah, men. Yeah, Subarus. <laughs> it's 625 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Dangle on Rock 102. Uh, hold on a second. What was that? They go back on the radio. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. No, the, the show is yeah. going to be temporarily <clears throat> re, uh, interrupted. I caught myself singing along to the Arnold's Meats guy, and then, a, then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, we got to go on the air. It is a snappy number, you got to admit. Uh, it is going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 31. Tomorrow, uh, 
could see some snow, like a lot of it, probably up to a foot in the Western Mass, up to three feet near Boston. Sounds like a great day. Yes, it and does. A high of 21. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. We got anything else right now? Or no? no, no, that's uh, we're ready to go. All right, buddy, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. This one, uh, submission of joke of the day from Billy the Trash Man. Billy the Trash Man. Are you ready? All right, Billy. A guy is in a bar. He says, give me a shot, drinks it, and looks in his pocket. He does this for about an hour, and the bartender says, how come after every shot you look in your pocket? And he goes, well, I'm proud to say I have a picture of my wife. And as soon as she looks good, I'm going home. (laughs) 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 God. Whose idea was it to get the listener so submission jokes? Sorry about suggesting uh, that. Why? Booyah! <laughs> Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Springfield 631. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Somebody uh, just said to grab your chest and fall to the ground gracefully as the plowman is approaching. It's a great idea, and I've tried it. But, you know, right now, with my knees uh, being the way they are, I'm not sure I get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't play with it. Look, I tried to uh, pretend I was having a heart attack, and now I cannot get up off the ground. (laughs) Yeah, see, I've fallen, and I literally cannot get up. Uh, One person is dead after Springfield police found a man with a gunshot wound in Indian Orchard yesterday morning. According to uh, spokesperson Ryan Walsh, around 5.05 a.m., officers were called to the intersection of Pinevale and Essex Street in Indian Orchard for a well-being check on a person inside of a car. When officers arrived, they found an adult man that was dead with a gunshot wound. The police homicide unit is investigating the incident. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Police Department Detective Bureau. Three 17-year-olds were charged and arrested, or arrested and charged with, uh, in connection with the murder of Kevin Cruz Lopez. Hamden County DA's office spokesman Jim Lydon said that uh, Luis Torres, Andres Torres, and Luis Vasquez were arraigned in Chicopee District Court for murder. They are being held without the right to bail. At around 10.30 p.m. on January 3rd, officers were called to 190 East Street for a report of a single vehicle crash. Officers found Kevin uh, Kelvin Cruz uh, Lopez, who appeared to be suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center, where he died a short time later. Mm. Arrest warrants were issued on January 18th. Uh, Luis Vasquez of Springfield was arraigned on January 20th, and the other two are scheduled for arraignment in, uh, in February. The investigation conducted uh, by the Mass State Police and the Hamden County District Attorney's murder unit. A uh, Massachusetts hunter is being charged with killing a bear illegally in 2021. According to the Mass Environmental Police, a hunter contacted them to self-report a bear that had been killed on the Monday after the closure of bear season in Ashburnham, indicating they did not realize the season had closed. Ignorance is not an excuse, young hunter. Isn't that like right on the the permit? Isn't it like written right down like the dates are this and to this? I don't know if it's on the actual permit. I don't. I've never had a hunting license in Massachusetts, but uh, I'm pretty sure they tell you uh, straight up what day you can go out and what day you don't. I think that's a part of the permit. Uh, like envi- uh, you should you should know the dates. Uh, environmental police arrived at the hunter's home and saw a yearling bear club standing in a truck bed where the deceased bear was, and also found another yearling cub located nearby. 
On the same day, the hunter allegedly attempted to have the bear illegally processed in the state of New Hampshire. It was reported that the individual told the butcher that the bear had been killed on Saturday, the final day of bear season. However, the butcher determined the bear had been killed the day that day and not on the day the individual originally claimed. Now, I'm sorry. Did you say what this guy is going to get fined? Uh, I believe imprisonment. Really? Fines. It's yeah. those fines and he serves time in jail. Yeah, well, you're not supposed wow. to do that. You know, as much as uh, there's a big difference of he shot this thing with a bow and arrow. It wasn't like he took out a gun and mm-hmm. shot it and said this was in self-defense because this thing was, you know. It was attacking, attacking right. my, my property or my, my family members or something. So uh, when you kill it with a bow and arrow like that and then try to take the meat to get it processed. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose it's hard to hard to get away with that. Nevertheless. Well, I'm not really. Under, I don't know why the environmental police showed up to this guy's house. Is it because the bear was tagged? Because they tag a lot of those bears. And they put little GPS things on them. Or it could have been like a complaint from a neighbor, too. Yeah, that there's two bear cubs hanging around here and uh, nobody's there. Right. It's weird. And there's a big bear in the back of this guy's yeah. truck. But, uh, hey, I'm going to bring the uh, the meat. Uh, you process my bear meat? Yeah, when did you kill this? Oh, six days ago. Really? Because there's fresh blood here. What's going on? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not acting like a bear body that's been dead for six days. Uh, and they donated the meat to a local rodden gun club. The environmental police. Did. Oh, that's nice. Those people have suffered enough. What, the Rod and Gun Club? Yes. Is bring me your poor, your poached animals. <laughs> 70 dogs were brought to the U.S. as part of the Humane Society International's campaign to end dog meat trade in South Korea. Six of those dogs were brought to Massachusetts to begin their new lives by Second Chance Animal Services. The nonprofit organization traveled to Maryland to pick up the five dogs from a temporary shelter. The sixth dog, Lily, appears to have been uh, a breeding dog for the meat trade. She stayed at the temporary shelter a little longer. You know, we, we bring these dogs into this country, you know, and then all of a sudden they're, uh, you know, they're taking the homes away from, uh, do- you know, good old American dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe we should build a wall for dogs. Maybe there needs to be some sort of, uh, you know, you know, round all these dogs up, you know. You know, we, they, they come in here and they... You know, they infiltrate our American way of life, denying good old American dogs, beautiful homes. Yeah, you know, this whole thing with the the dog meat thing, uh, as much as, like, that's disgusting, and I would never, ever want to hurt an animal, mm-hmm. uh, like a dog, to, right. to eat the meat of. But is this, like, an illegal trade going on? Like, like an underground meat trade thing or are there some cultures out there that enjoy the delicacy of dog meat i don't now, i think this it's, isn't about right and wrong no I'm i think it's certain, about, it, yeah. in some countries yeah it is it is not illegal to use uh dog meat in food yeah you know it's a wouldn't be my choice for dinner you know if i got a hankering for something it's probably not going to be a shit so on my plate but it might be something different in uh, in a in a in a foreign country, they say, "Wow, am I crazy or is that good shih tzu?" That's what I'm talking about. That is delicious shih tzu. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Tonight we're having shih tzu on a shingle. We better be very very careful. When I'm talking talk about, about a dog, Steve. Pekingese, when you know what you're talking about. Uh, 
what I, my point was, though, like, you know, the reason why I'm asking that question is because I took this philosophy class in college. And, okay. And it was presented to us uh, one day. This guy, uh, uh, Musselman, his name was. Was the was the professor a Musselman who was a philosopher? Yeah, but it was spelled like muscle, like a like a like a like a, uh, a cru- not crustacean. What uh, what what do you call those? Pa- uh, uh, um, uh, marsupial. No, no, um, no. The, the ocean, uh, the shellfish. Uh, a mollusk. 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 Yes. yes. Okay. Anyway, right. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, he says uh, he presents us with this argument that uh, there's this company in France that makes this pate. That is so like delicious, right? And everybody in France loves this pate, and uh, it is a very uh, uh, highly, uh, you know, coveted item in right. that country. But the pate is made from humans. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, but it's good, right? It's delicious. Now, obviously, this is a uh, this is a, a, just a fake scenario. There's no real humans being used for pate. But the idea was, is there a universal right and wrong? What's right in one country Mm -hmm. might not be acceptable or right in another country. Steve, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some others. It's true. Then a man is born. He was a man of means. And along come two, they got nothing but their jeans. But they got different strokes. They got different strokes. They got different strokes to move the world. Anyway, uh, so you know what I'm saying, though? Like, there's a, no, there's, a, I, there's not a universal right and wrong. So, dog eating, as uh, repulsive and disgusting as that may be to any of us, may be fully acceptable. In different parts of the world. There are all kinds of foods that are legal in other countries that are not legal here. Right. For various reasons. You know, some are just, you know, there's, there are cruelty issues. Some are, uh, you know, preparation issues. Uh, you know, who are who are we to say that uh, a delicious dog meat wouldn't be, you know, acceptable in a meal? But, you know, in this country, we love our dogs. Like... None of us really want to eat horse meat either. Mm-hmm. Horse meat is sold all over the world, just not here. We don't like horse meat. See, uh, my dog would never be used as a uh, dog meat trade dog because he's too fatty. You know what I mean? He's not really. Uh, he's not grass fed or anything like that. He uh-huh. just eats a lot of the trash. <laughs> yeah, but your but your dog's got other, uh, you know, potential. Delicacies uh, to consider. Uh, it, it, it's like he's like the greatest dog in the world. Yeah. Except for that fact that he likes to knock over the trash can every once in a while. Now, luckily, I've fixed this problem for the most part by getting this locking trash can. Right. That he has seemingly opened. I don't know well, if you it was shouldn't give him the keys. Did. Well, that's the thing. Maybe I should just leave the keys. <laughs> Stop leaving him on the nightstand. He's like, but like, yeah, is the, he's like a lovable little dog. He doesn't even get up in the morning when I get up. Yeah, our dog doesn't do that either. He uh, he just lays in the bed, and he's like, "See ya." Yeah, I'll be here like, when you get later, back later, bro. But uh, yeah, he he finally figured out how to open the trash can even when in a locked state, which I was very upset about. 
But you certainly wouldn't want to eat them. No, you sh- you certainly wouldn't want to eat them. But- I wouldn't want to eat house cat either. It's another thing I wouldn't do. Uh, a 55-year-old man in China walked into a train station this week and handed a note to a security guard that said he had just taken a lethal amount of medication. What would you do if somebody did that to you? Gave me a note? That said, I just took a lethal amount of medication. Um, out of my own moral obligation, I would probably call 911 and get this guy to a hospital. Well, in the note, he said he did it because he's ashamed that his son is still single and hasn't had children yet. His son is 29, by the way. All right. Is that a reason to take... Uh, an obscene amount of prescription medication? Uh, Apparently. The note also said all of his friend's kids have gotten married and had children already, so he went full shame mode on his son. The fact that he did it in a public space and handed the security guard a note suggests he really didn't want to die, and luckily he didn't. He's in the hospital recovering, and it turns out he never took a lethal injection of anything. You know, maybe the the problem with your son isn't uh, the fact that he's not married or not having children, but maybe he is looking at the modeling he's had in his own life with his fruitcake dad who wants to, you know, threaten to kill himself because he doesn't have a family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe dad's really the one to blame here, not the son. Well, maybe the again, dad. Maybe the dad is the cause of all the family shame. But you're talking about another culture again. Here we go back to this. What's right in one place might not be right in another place. There's other countries out there, probably China, where you're like, hey, you get married. Mm-hmm. You're like 21. You know, when you bring this up, I think it bears repeating that the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. And what might be right for you may not be right for some. And <clears throat> then a man is born. He's a man with means. And then and along come, come two, they got nothing but their jeans. But they got different strokes it takes, different strokes it takes, different strokes to move the world. There was a uh, long, long time ago when a young couple's most common at-home test was about a pregnancy. But a lot has changed since then. But that's the truth. A new TikTok video is making the rounds where a woman shares a text conversation with her boyfriend. She tells him she's figured out why she feels sick and shares a photo of an at-home test showing she's positive. Right. Right. The guy starts freaking out. He's like, are you joking? He drops some expletives and then tells her not to panic. And then he says, well, we're both going to have to isolate for 10 days. That's when she clarifies, it's a pregnancy test, not a (laughs) COVID-19 test, you dummy. (laughs) At that point, he just says, oh, my God, and the clip cups off. Some people are skeptical that it's real because a lot of these kids. It's mostly fake. Because during the uh, confusion, she says that she's already told two people and it would be odd for her to tell them before her boyfriend. Also, she's telling him in a text, but the woman insists it's legit. In any event, one commenter joked, 10 days isolation? How about 18 years? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the truth. Uh, I don't know. The way things are going, it's got to be to 26 years now. <laughs> Especially for that one guy. Right. Yeah. That one guy. <laughs> Uh, Maybe that's why he took the extra pills. He wants to get the kid out of the house. And that that comment was seconded by Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> and their official account added, you got a lot more than 10 days, dude. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be cloudy with a high of 31 tomorrow. That's when we're in for a winter storm warning. Could see anywhere from 7 to 15 inches throughout the Bay State. We'll talk more about that after 8 o'clock with Dave Hayes, the weather nut. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 320 for What's in the Rock 102. I feel so, like, somber every time I hear that song. Why? 
I don't know. It's just one of those uh, bring you down depressing type of ditties. Well, Steve, these are difficult times, and uh, you know certainly the words of that song probably resonate quite clearly with many, many people. You know what? Uh, I believe all these celebrities in Hollywood should do: get together and sing verses of that song, and then meld it all together. Ooh. That we're going to get through this pandemic. How appropriate would that sound? Yeah, it would sound pretty appropriate. I think it would sound terrific. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, it's 26 in downtown Springfield. Dave Hayes, the weather nut, will be joining us uh, at, after 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. And uh, the thing about Dave Hayes is he, he sometimes is more accurate than those who are always in television mm-hmm. uh, weather. Apart from Kelly yeah. Reardon. She could lie right to my face. I believe whatever she tell me. Yeah, she could She could say whatever she wants. She could. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but Dave Hayes is usually spot on, and he'll be joining us after 8 o'clock to tell us what we can expect from this Bombo Genesis uh, bomb cyclone. Papa loves Bombo. Mama loves Bombo. See, there you go. See, that's all it was. That's all you had to do. That's all you had to say. Again, you know, we didn't rehearse it, and now you told me what you were expecting, and now I can play along. Just need a little direction. That's that's all. That's not asking for too much. Direction. I um I can't remember the last time. I think it was like 2012, maybe, where we had like a really significant amount of snow at one time, mm. and I believe it was like 2012 or 2013, where I have this picture that's on my Facebook. Yeah. Of the snow up above the mid-level window of the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, it was like, it was this, it was this night, it was like a Friday into a Saturday, and it was was like, you know, whoosh, whoosh. And it wasn't quite the blizzard, like, because you were saying earlier about the 70-mile-an-hour winds or something makes it a blizzard or whatever. Uh, That makes it a uh, Bombo Genesis event. Okay, well, whatever whatever the the category was, it didn't quite become whatever the DEFCON 1 version was right but uh the snow was significant and that was a giant pain in the ass i just hope that we don't have that kind of stuff because it wasn't about there was a lot of snowfall but the most of the snowfall was actually coming from the wind so right one area would have three four feet of snow and then another area would have five feet of snow so, uh, you know, I've been here for uh, 27 years, just yeah. about, right? And there have been a couple of uh, years where we received, in total, over 100 inches of snow. Now, it's been a long time since we've been there. Uh, and I have no problem uh, with us avoiding it for many years to come. Right. But, yeah, you know, it, it'll happen at, uh, at some point. Having said that, uh, you know, when those years have occurred, uh, they have been awful yeah. like it's relentless it's like you know, like one 10 inch snowstorm after another and that you know that's that's the kind of thing i i can't i can't really bear you know yeah. one bad snowstorm a year all right that's fine if i gotta pull the snowblower out uh, a couple of times during this upcoming storm all right uh, fine but if i'm doing it every three yeah. days i got a big problem with you, that you remember the year of the roof rake where everybody had to go get roof rakes and yep. nobody could find a roof rake and everybody yep. thought that they had to get one of these things because mm-hmm. the roof was going to collapse. Because every, everybody had ice dams. Everybody had ice dams. And not everybody was being affected by it, though. No, no. Uh, I My house was affected. Yeah. I was I was having some uh, some backup. Ice damming issues? Ha- having some, uh, some ice damage. Was your roof caving in? 
No, but there was a section of the roof that yeah. had uh, that the water was coming back into the house, and it was yeah. causing damage to the walls yeah, and the see, floors. That's not good. No, that was not good. Uh, but I remember that craze because that that was that year. Wasn't that the year we had over a hundred inches? I think that was probably was a year. That was the year that we had the ice storm in October. The year we had yeah, the, it was 2011, the tornado yeah. and the uh, what was it? The yeah. microburst. See, that was 2011, I believe, into 2012. I think yes. that's what it was. I think you're right. You know, and then uh, and then, but we had like snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm, and then we had all of the snow, like layers of all of the snow, mm-hmm. and they were trying to like groom the like you couldn't even see past the intersection when you got to the end of Laurel and Converse on Route Five here in Longmeadow. Yeah, because the banks were like uh, were so like seven high. feet tall. Yeah, and then and then come March it rained, and then it just that's when. We had water coming in our house then, too, I think, at that point. The it's, whole roof had to be done the next year. Yeah, it could be. Hard to, it's hard to put it all into like a, like a timeline anymore because yeah. it, it's been so long ago. But I'm not looking forward to anything like that again. But Never. Dave Hayes, the weather nut, coming up after 8 o'clock. And by the way, uh, I'm supposed to be uh, telling you that uh, whenever you're talking about storm coverage, yeah. it's uh, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. There you go. On Rock 102. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is sold out. Thanks to all our sponsors, Country Hyundai, Country Nissan, Northampton Volkswagen, Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley, Genesis of Northampton, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, SavageFarmCBD.com, and the Delaney House. And thanks to to you. Stay tuned for more exciting events in 2022 from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. If your New Year's resolution was to go buy a vehicle, you should go see my buddy John Kupek, the GM over at Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Because New England, Leah Toyota Wilbraham is ringing in the new year with truckloads of new Toyotas arriving daily. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Tacomas, and more take advantage of interest rates as low as 1.99% or rebates of up to $1,500. The year's best lease rates and highest trade values are waiting for you at Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. If your new Toyota is not in stock, order your 2022 today. Leah Toyota Wilbraham, 2145 Boston Road or 24-7 at leahtoyotaofwilbraham.com. Hello, my name is Susan. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, it's official. Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers officially announced yesterday that he is, in fact, retiring from football after 19 seasons in the National Football League. 19 years. You know, imagine that, a 39-year-old man knowing when to call it quits. I'll tell you, you don't see that every day. Nevertheless, despite being crushed by the Chiefs in the wild card round of the playoffs, a game which he predicted they lose in a blowout, he's not seeking revenge. He's not looking to bolster his legacy. He's simply walking away from his Hall of Fame career and going on with his life, which is something that every aging quarterback should consider. In his statement yesterday, Ben Roethlisberger said, quote, I retire from football, a truly grateful man. And why wouldn't he be? Two Super Bowl rings, six Pro Bowl appearances, a first-round draft pick, the 2004 Rookie of the Year, fifth on the list of all-time passing yards, two sexual assault allegations that were settled out of court, a six-game suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy, and having the details of both those cases sealed by the court forever and ever. Why wouldn't he be grateful? He might just be the luckiest accused sexual dirtbag the NFL has seen in the Super Bowl era. Having said that, At least he knew when enough was enough. 
Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger might not be that great of a guy, but at least he was smart enough to know when to hang things up and walk away. Unlike some other NFL quarterbacks who have neither made that decision nor have they ever been accused of anything worse than deflating footballs. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Ben Roethlisberger and his many achievements, both in football and in manipulating the legal system in two states. That should be just about enough to get you into the Football Hall of Fame in 2027, which, by the way, would have been about the same time you would have been released from prison had they been able to convict you. Way to go, Ben Roethlisberger. Way to go. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Snow, ice, wind. Oh, man, what a weekend it's going to be. You need to prepare yourself for the storm? Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. They get everything from ice melt, ice scrapers, snow blowers, roof rakes, the whole deal. Maybe even a chance to shovel yourself out getting two Rockies. Rockies is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11. And Ozzy on Rock 102. Uh, you're going to be looking at uh, cloudy skies today with a high of 31. Tom- uh, tonight, though, that's when the snow is supposed to start. A Bombo Genesis kill storm. Yeah, a storm cyclone. Yeah, uh, it could see anywhere from like 7 inches to 15 inches, depending on where you are in Massachusetts. There's uh, less out here, more out towards Boston, right. central Massachusetts. Uh it's still going to be a pain in the ass no matter which way you slice it. Because even if it's just, even if they're if they're wrong and it turns out to be like a dusting or like an ice thing, that's still going to suck too. Yeah, well, you know, uh, forecasting the accumulation is one thing. They're still calling for high winds. Yeah, yeah, you know, that the- that could mean you know down power line, down trees. Nothing worse than uh, losing your power. In the middle of a snowstorm and freezing your ass off in your own house. Yeah, uh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. No. What uh, I would really like, the best thing that could happen is you get snowed in, see, and then yeah. uh, you just do nothing but like watch TV all weekend because there's no place to go. Did you uh, ever, did you experience in this area, well, I don't, did you live here in 1993 or no? Uh, no, I uh, okay. moved here in 95. Uh, when I lived in upstate New York in 1993, they had the blizzard of 93. Uh-huh. I don't know if that was like here too or not. Because it may have been. Uh, but that was like a mix of that lake effect snow I was talking about, plus a giant storm system, which turned into ooh, doggy. Oh, yeah. We had to hire like a guy. We didn't even have a very big driveway. We had about a driveway that was about, I mean, it was a decent sized driveway. It was like, three car lengths long mm-hmm. and two car lengths wide. So it was decent size driveway, but it wasn't like huge. Uh, but we still had to have a guy come like hire a guy to, with a, with a bucket loader. Sure. To come and scoop out. I, I, I've never seen that much snow in my life. That was like the, the most snow I've ever seen. So they had to deflate the carrier dome in Syracuse. Cause they were afraid it was going to collapse. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. You know, uh, you were probably, what year were you born? 1978. Ooh. Yes. That was supposedly the big blizzard Let me tell you something about the big one. Yeah, let's hear about the big one, Bex. The big one. And by the way, while we're talking about the storm, it's all brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before Mm -hmm. and after the storm. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Mm -hmm. 
back in 1978, Steve, I would have been a young, spry, 12-year-old boy. Okay. And back then, uh, we lived on a winding country road. Uh, no street lights, no sidewalks, no... Motor cars. Not, no, a, single not a single luxury. luxury. Yep. Our next-door neighbor was the guy who plowed our driveway. Yeah. And his name was Paul. Paul was a great guy. God rest his soul. He's no longer with us. But Paul was a great guy who would plow our driveway every single storm. All right. Now, uh, Paul would also plow other places, uh, like honeydew donut locations. He'd plow their driveways. He had a contract with them. So he'd be plowing honeydews all over the place. Right. Now, if you can imagine this road, just to give you an idea of how crazy this storm was, he goes out uh, earlier in the day. He starts, uh, you know, plowing the the parking lot so people could go get their uh, their 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 coffee and donuts, right? Mm-hmm. On his way back, he gets to our street, and his big giant pick up truck gets stuck in this snow with his plow three houses down from us. Oh man! Now. You got to understand, it, on, in some areas of Rehoboth, you know, back in '78, houses could be as much as a quarter mile apart. So he was probably a mile and a half away from getting home, but he couldn't for two days. Oh, two days? Couldn't get, couldn't walk over the snow. Uh, uh, couldn't walk through this. Couldn't even plow his way through it because it was so much of it. It was so much yeah. and so heavy. That he stayed with these people who have three houses. He didn't know them because they lived so far away from his own house. Yeah. He was there for that long. Now, we did get plows uh, a couple days later, you know, through the area and on our street. And the reason why our street got plowed is the town offices were on the other end of our street. Gotcha. So it always got plowed because it was always town business o- over there. And so that, that street was always done relatively quickly. But it took Paul two days to get home. That's three crazy. houses down. And I remember because, you know, like everybody else, we were totally unprepared for the storm. In fact, we were it's we were in school the day it started. They didn't cancel school because they totally blew the forecast on that storm. And we wound up being released early, like around like 1230 in, in the middle mm-hmm. of the day, as opposed to when we would normally be released. Right. It was it was they totally blew that that uh, that that coverage. But I remember having to walk miles with a with a with a sled to this country store, which is probably like five miles away, to get food and and uh, to to get our get our milk and bread and eggs and everything else. And you sledded it all the way home. And we pulled it all the way back. Me and my uh, me and my father. That's pretty cool. That's that's how that's crazy good, it got. That's in, some good fatherhood memories. See, my yeah. dad would have uh, drank a six pack and said, "Here, go get the sled and go get the groceries. I'll see you back here in about two hours." Well, see, that's a good uh, childhood memory. Yeah. I think my memory is my dad saying, "Son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch," about nine thousand times in five miles, and I can't blame him because if it, would, you know, if it had been me, and you know, technically he would have been a younger man than I am now, yeah. uh, I'd probably say, be saying it three times as much. Yeah, yeah. One, I don't want to do a five mile walk. Two, I don't want to do a mile, a five mile walk in the snow. And three, I don't want to have to walk back after walking a five mile walk for a second five mile walk in the snow. You don't even want to walk the fifty feet it takes for you to walk from here all the way upstairs out to your car. Steve, it's painful just walking to the bathroom upstairs yeah. right now. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's how the big one was. And boy, it was a big one. Still talking about it after all these years. Yeah, that's I I don't uh I don't I just see these more as a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't really see them as oh my god, something bad's going to happen to me. I don't feel that way. I just feel like here we go again with another weather event. Well, the thing uh, about you know today's weather forecasting is while it is not an exact science by any means because so many different variables can uh, can come around, it is slightly better than it was in 1978 where I'm telling you no one even knew a storm was coming. So everybody was unprepared and that's why when there's a big storm now People go ballistic. You know where I was yesterday? I don't know. I believe I can't. I can't believe I did this. I went to Costco yesterday. I was gonna say Applebee's, but whatever. no, please. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I went to Costco. Yeah. Middle of the day. Why would you do that? Because I needed yesterday. to get. Some, I needed to get some things at Costco. Yeah, but you knew snow was coming, and you know that place would have been like today. It's gonna be mob. It's gonna be a zoo. Yeah. And it was a zoo yesterday. And I and I and I. And there were things <laughs> that we absolutely needed. Uh, for the you know just to survive but that's what i mean like if you're what tell me what can you tell me what you got that you needed that you, you had to survive uh i need a new uh, i need a toothpaste i usually get the, those like four four or five tubes at a time uh-huh. uh we needed uh i needed uh, meat the meat prices are still pretty good over there uh, yeah. i needed uh i needed uh, cans of tomatoes and I believe right. we needed those delicious uh, cauliflower pizzas they got there. Actually, quite delicious. Considering. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me just put it to you this way. Uh, there are other places you can go to get those things for the temporary need mm. that you would have for that those items. Right. You can go to, a, like, a Dollar General or even your local neighborhood uh, hangout there, you know, don't they have a little market in your town? They do, and yeah. I and I and I uh, often go there too. Which is a pretty decent sized market, uh, if you ask me. Oh, they got everything you need. So, you, uh, why would you put yourself through the punishment of going to a giant box store on uh, two days before a snowstorm is supposed to hit, knowing that everybody in that store is doing the exact same thing you're doing, and this is why we all can't have nice things? Steve, I don't have answers for everything. I all I can tell you is this would have been the day I would have gone to Costco. Yeah. Anyway, the fact that's two days before a, a class three kill storm is uh, completely coincidental. But now that it's over, I don't have to worry about going back. I know that we'll will to uh, to get through this storm one way or another. There was a uh, I don't know if I was reading it on Reddit, uh, but it was like wh- what are the things that you usually shop for that you can't find lately? I told you mine was chicken broth. Chicken broth. And then um, what was the, uh, I, <laughs> to be honest, meat has been, t- been pretty thin lately. Meat, meat, some canned tomatoes. Hey, we go through a lot of canned tomatoes. Yeah. That, you know, that has been, uh, that has been tough. Produce has been a little questionable. Like, like, like lettuce that isn't uh, brown and rusty. I don't like rusted out lettuce. You know, I, that was something I've noticed quite a bit of. It's yeah. like old lettuce, probably because that stuff is sitting there waiting to be hauled, you know, from wherever it's coming it's from. It's probably three or four months old before the time they get it now. Yeah, but think think about the like the lettuce that they put in the bags. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff is sprayed with all kinds of stuff in there to make it not turn brown. Right. And when it does turn brown, that means it's been in there a hell of a long uh, time. Exactly. And a lot longer than the regular piece of lettuce was. Yeah, there. I mean, there yeah. just there are just some things that are 
that are harder to find. And it all depends geographically where you are in the country. Some areas of the country simply, you know, you know they, like you say, you know, chicken broth, you know, soup is down. I mean, yeah. there's, there's all kinds of things. And yeah. then and then you hear next month, what do we talk about, like in March, you know, Heinz Kraft is jamming up their prices just mm-hmm. to, because they have to. Uh, my uh, my brother-in-law works for Walmart in his retirement years. Right. He's, uh, he decided, you know, I don't want to... I've lived my life in, as an executive accountant for a major shipping company my entire life. Let's try something new. Yeah, retirement is no place for dignity. So, so he's like a... He was like immediately hired as like a night supervisor. <laughs> you have a qualification like that, they're going to hire you, uh, you know, at a higher level than they would hire anybody else. <laughs> and... Night supervisor is just about as high as you can go. But it uh, it is kind of interesting hearing the uh, the workings of how those you know the stores go. Yeah, and uh, he gets a little uh, little lengthy with the stories, you know, telling me about it was a two truck night last night. You should have seen it. Yeah, and you a know what? Two truck night, not a one truck <laughs> night, but two. two truck night. Yeah, and uh, but he was telling it was I think it was like summer of twenty twenty. And I, uh, I had gone, I had gone to visit my mom, who lived with them, uh, down south. And uh, I, we were talking about like things that aren't available. And I said, you know, what we can't find is Clorox wipes anywhere, right? Uh, yep, that's and he right. Goes, what are you talking about? And I go, there are no like you could walk into a Costco, a Big Y, a, stop any of those store, any of the major store, or even the smaller ones don't have wipes. They have like the, like the some you have to go to like a Dollar General to get the generic style, which don't even really work that well. Yeah, but they probably and didn't have that problem in the South. He's uh he comes home the next day with two cases full of this stuff, and he said uh, you know he tells me how much they were, and he goes if you don't want I'll just keep whatever you don't want, and I uh, I bought one of the cases off him and took yeah. him home. There you go. Yeah. See it, it's uh, it's geographical, and, and you know, you can't blame the stores because they're. You know, they're fighting that battle too. Right. They don't. They don't want empty, uh, you know, shelf space for anything. They want to be fully stocked and ready to go. You know what it is, though. I don't think. I, I think there's a lack of understanding on the point of the consumer. Oh yeah, you no. Know, there's, there's, the, you have to realize that you know this. All everything we have gone through in the last two years is was something nobody expected, and that like. Who would have thought that we would have a hard time finding people to work? Who and, would have thought we'd be in this for, for what's going on a third year? Right. And, uh, you know, with all this stuff being, you can't really complain that much about it. Because it's not the, it's not the fault of the grocery store. It's not the fault of the truck driver either. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, pointing fingers to, and looking for something to blame is what we just do naturally. It's part of our... You know, our, uh, our human nature is we need to have something specific to blame for whatever is going on. And, and I don't know if there really is one thing to blame for supply and demand issues. I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, it's like yeah. peeling away onion. There's just like there's so many layers to really understanding the problem and just as many layers to try to but, figure out a, a plausible solution. But I also think a good part of the problem was the fact that people were hoarding a lot of things in the beginning. Yeah. And that really started the disruption of the supply chain because now you have to have these factories increase production and again if people are getting sick and they're not able to have a full workforce for something or there's not enough people to work there you can't produce that kind of thing yeah and i don't know how it is uh, for you but i know i've got like extra bundles of toilet paper not because i hoarded them 
But I but if I go yeah. to a Costco, I'm going to grab one. I I never did that. I didn't do that whole toilet paper hoarding thing. I wound up buying one package when it became available yeah. at like I think it was Family Dollar in Westfield finally had toilet paper and, and it was like the cheap crap. It yeah. wasn't even like the, you know, whatever, but still. It's uh, 725 in Rock 102. Hi, Jeff Sarah from Sarah Ford Lincoln and Aguam in 2022 is here. Sarah is your 7.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Call now and you'll receive 40% off installation. Plus, if you mention Rock 102, you'll get a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500. YankeeHome.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police are investigating the homicide of a man who was found shot to death inside of a car parked in Indian Orchard early Thursday. Uh, the unnamed man was found in a car on near Pineville and Essex Streets at about 5.30 a.m. Police were conducting a well-being check on the man in the car when they discovered that he had been shot. His name has not been released to the press. The police homicide unit is investigating, and anyone with information is asked to call the uh, Springfield Police Detective Bureau. Uh, three teenagers in... Oh, damn it. Sorry. Uh, lost, lost my click. Three teenagers in Chickabee? Three 17-year-olds were mm. arrested and are being charged in connection with the murder of Kelvin Cruz Lopez. Hamden County District Attorney's Office spokesman Jim Lydon said that uh, Luis Torres, Andre, Andres Torres, and Luis Vasquez were arraigned in Chickabee District Court for murder. They're being held without the right to bail. At around 10.30 p.m. on January 3rd, officers were called to 190 East Street for a report of a single vehicle crash. Officers found Kelvin Cruz Lopez, who appeared to be suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center, where he died a short time later. And arrest warrants were issued for all three. Luis Vasquez was uh, arraigned on January 20th, and the other two will be arraigned in February. The investigation is being conducted by the Chickabee Police Department Mass State Police Detective Unit, assigned to the Hamden District Attorney's Office and the uh, District Attorney's Office Murder Unit. Uh, fighting going on at uh, Westfield High. An epidemic. In Westfield? Yeah, apparently. Well, it's calmed down now. Superintendent Stefan Soprowski said uh, this week that the epidemic of fights taking place in Westfield schools has dramatically improved as students adjust to being together again. Soprowski said Tuesday that Westfield schools have seen a drastic reduction in the number of in-school fights taking place in recent weeks after there were nearly a weekly after they were nearly a weekly occurrence in November. Mm. As of this week, he said it has been several weeks since a fight had taken place. It all comes down to students learning to live and work together again, said Soprowski. People are going to upset you, but we have to be able to control our emotions. Uh, what Soprowski and Police Chief Lawrence Valier referred to as an epidemic of fights was not exclusive to Westfield, but was being reported as a problem in schools nationwide. Mm. Uh, Soprowski said that Westfield schools have increased the number of counselors for students through River Valley Counseling, which he said in part helped alleviate the problem. I never had a fight in the school. Never had yeah. that uh, that kind of thing where, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're shoring up and ready to start to, you know, tagging each other. That never happened. You never had a fight? No, I've had a fight. Yeah. It just didn't happen in the school. You know, I had a guy come to my house and, uh, you know, uh, show me a little uh, what they're for. But I, you know, I, you know, I know I hurt him because the way my face was hitting his fist, that had to leave a bruise. Yeah. But uh, but never had one, like, in the school. You know, like, where everybody, like, surrounds you. They start chanting, fight, 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 you know, like yeah. they, they used to do. Now, um, that, was, that was never my way. And usually mm-hmm. when it happened in my school, it was always the same two or three guys. But just they just like fighting just well, they were the naturally. 
Yeah. No, I just think they were just angry fellas. Yeah. Real, real angry fellas. You know, I uh, I got my, I believe me, I got my fair share of ass kickings over the years. Sure. And, uh, you know, I remember the one, this one kid, I was, we had a fire drill, and then we were, it was a fire drill that happened, or maybe somebody pulled the fire alarm during a assembly. Okay. So all of the grade, you know, there was a multiple grades together in the, you know, it was like third through sixth grade or something or whatever it was. Right. And uh, actually, it, was, it was, must be older. It must have been like sixth through eighth or something because it was a seventh grader. As we were walking back in, I must have like knocked into him by accident. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, what the? Uh? And then he was just like punches me right in the side of the face and right. then pushes my other side of the body into the doorway. Wow. And it's like. You, you, when that happens to you, mm-hmm. that is like the most humiliating and painful thing to happen to somebody. Yeah. Oh no, I know, I, I get it, I get it. But I, you know, I think in the moment, you know, you know, I've seen pictures of you, uh, like uh, the younger version of Steve Nagel. Yeah. You know, you had hair. You yeah. were, you were, yeah. you were maybe thinner. You had a very punchable face. I did have like it was a kind of face yeah, that really you, yeah. you just you just wanted to haul off and you know push it right in the suck. I have a very punchable face right now. I think there's some. I don't know. I mean, I think you've kind of grown into your look. But back in your youth, I mean, I could see where someone would want to punch that face, you know, like real hard, like yeah. right, you know, right there between the eyes, like well, you know, you're right like that. I grew up a little fat kid. Yeah, and uh, you get made fun a lot. You people make fun of you all the time. Yeah, must all have, the time must have been humiliating. It was humiliating. You're probably, you're probably What's like, even more humiliating is when somebody beats you in the head over it and then pushes you into a door. That's even more humiliating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, thankfully you don't carry any of that uh, that emotional damage with you into your adulthood. I, you know, it, it's funny. Well, that was my next point was, and you had kind of mentioned it a little bit, like, you know, that there were angry children. You know, when you grow up to be an adult, uh, I think the proper way to look at that is to not be... Because you know how like a memory can like I could I could bring myself right back to that memory and right. feel every feeling that I felt in that moment, mm-hmm. and it's it sucks to think about that to to have that feeling again. But you also have to realize, like I remember this kid, and I remember, you know, hearing about his family life over the years and 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 all these things, and then you know you kind of watch the family deteriorate mm-hmm. uh, because there were substance abuse issues and things oh, like yeah. that. It's usually the kid acting out from yeah, what he's seeing at home. And that's what it is. And you're talking, you know, to me, when I was 12 and this kid's 13, he looks like he's a giant to me. Right. You know, at, at that age. But when you, at, at my age now, I'm 43, you look back and go, that kid have really had some issues going on at home. Yeah. And he didn't know how to how to handle it. Those were the coping he was, skills he, he had. He was taking it out uh, on him. Yeah. So it's just kind of, you know. You know, when I uh, when we moved uh, when I was a kid from Attleboro to Rehoboth, there was a, I was in second grade and there was a, uh, it was like, there were, it was a four room schoolhouse and there were five boys in a cla- classroom of like 18, 20 kids. Mm-hmm. It was all girls. Yeah. Okay. And right. Hell yeah. And uh, there was one other kid there, this other boy, 
who, uh, because I was the new kid, yeah. I got ritualistically beaten up in recess every single day. Mm-hmm. Every single day. And I try to you know, fight back. And, yeah, but I, you know, I'm not, I, yeah, again, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. And, and that may have been true even as early as second grade, when you just know that you know, I don't really have that aggressive uh, type of uh, instinct in me. And, you know, you know he, we get older and we don't really have uh, you know a whole lot in common. We don't see each other all that much. And then one year, it's the high school reunion, like the, like the 10th t- the year reunion or yeah. something like that. And the dude is there. And we're in the bathroom. You know, I'm doing my business. He walks up. He's doing his bathroom. Yeah. And after all this time, after all these years of, uh, you know, being in like awkward situations with a guy. Like we were in like bo- like the same Boy Scout troop, you know how that goes. You know, guys been beating you up his entire yeah, your entire right, life, right. and you're in the same Boy Scout troop and all that stuff. We wound up having like the nicest conversation you could possibly imagine. And then you kissed because that's what you really wanted to do all those years with that pent up energy you had when you were younger, and now you're adults and you can finally enjoy each other's presence. Oh, you've met the guy. <laughs> he's he's quite fetching. Well, he's quite dead too, but I don't want to. I, I don't want to bring that. Yeah, he did. What he did, did he die of? Um, I a heart attack, I believe. That's awful. I, it's a terrible story, <laughs> but you know, but it's like, you know, here we are at our tenth high school reunion. We're having this wonderful conversation. He's asking about my family. I'm asking about his folks and his yeah. sister, who I knew. It's like, yeah, you know, we knew all that stuff. It's a small town, and it's like uh, next thing you know, boom, he drops dead of a heart attack. You know, but but like that that that's an awful story. But I'm glad you kind of were friendly with him at the end. Yeah, because yeah. you know you just you know, you, you when you get older, you don't always carry yeah that anger with you, or you just you manifest it in other ways. You know, I uh, I've learned to ha- to to grow some thick skin over the years. I think being you know, when you're ridiculed like that when you're a child, mm-hmm. it kind of like lets you take a lot more when you're older. Um, to in, a point, in, in some ways, but sometimes, unless you you know you deal with that, you know that 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 abuse, you have to deal with it. Yeah, is what it is. unless That's you what deal I'm with saying, that abuse, like, then you you carry that over yeah. and you act out in your own way, which may, may not be productive. And again, going back to what I was saying about that kid, like you know he was an a hole, but w- when you get older and you start letting things go and you start realizing where people come from, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, not to, you know, it's, I'm turning this into a therapy session, but I'm just it, it's a it's a life lesson. Like you kind of you got to let that crap go, right? Because otherwise, you're just going to be a miserable human being. And you see miserable human beings walking around all over the place. Oh yeah. Well, Steve, unfortunately, we're all out of time uh, for this session, but uh, we could schedule something for say like two weeks from today. Uh, what's uh, how much is the bill on this one? Well, it's a twenty five dollar. Oh, twenty five dollars. That's cheap. I usually pay uh, fifty with my uh, insurance. Yeah, well, I'm not a I'm not actually a qualified clinician. Uh, you know, I went to get my blood drawn yesterday. Oh yeah, hair. yeah. Uh, it was like, it it was it was really. They have this like check in kiosk now where you just walk in, you just type in your name on the on the iPad, and then yeah. they call you. And I kind of did this thing where I'm really kind of not proud of myself. What you do? Well, I'm usually like a very helpful person, right? Okay. But I'm also uh, uh, I'm I'm dying of thirst and and hunger, and uh, there's this old lady standing next to me at the at the, at the other kiosk, and she can't figure out how the thing works. 
Okay. To the point where she has to call the lady who's sitting in the booth behind the desk to come out and help her put the. It was and it was funny because it was like the the girl was like a if she was a young kid like behind the counter right and she comes out and she's like oh it's just like a phone and I'm like I don't think you should be saying that to her because <laughs> I don't think she understands yeah that. she's still she's still dialing I, with the rotary but I kind of felt bad afterwards because then I got called before she did even though she was standing there before you I was filled out your information first. but I was just like let me fill this out I'm not letting <laughs> you get ahead of me. I, I just I had that little yeah. competition thing, and then I kind of felt bad afterwards because then she kind of looked at me, like you came in after me. How are you here first? Hey, you know, listen, it's a yeah, it's fast a, with the finger. It's a it's a race against time. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you finish first. And I'm one of those people that has a hard time finding the veins. I'd be a horrible heroin addict. Oh right, you know? yeah. And uh, it took her like five minutes to find the vein. Really, with the needle under my skin. But it doesn't hurt. It yeah. does That doesn't. Once they get the needle, it, it, once you feel that little initial pinch. Yeah, from but the what, but the multiple jabs when they're moving it around, hoping to yeah. to score pay dirt. No, nah, that's not good. So because of that, I get this big bruise on my arm now because well, she was poking around in there. Let me ask you the real question. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because this was fasting blood work, and you were bitching and complaining all morning long about how hungry you were. Yeah. Uh, what did you gorge yourself on when you got the opportunity? Honestly, to- I had toast and a nice coffee. What the hell is wrong with you? Toast well, and a nice I'm coffee. I'm trying to watch how much I eat anymore. You like, have been through fasting blood work. That is a traumatic medical experience. Yeah, that is the time to load things. Your body yeah, is no, depleted no, 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 of all no, no, its energy. No. That's the worst time to do that. It's the best time no, to do it. No, you don't gorge on food when you haven't eaten anything in that long. You have to like. Slowly reintroduce foods to your life. Every time I do fasting blood work, it's like I'm Mr. Creosote about to eat a wafer thin mint, and my chest cavity is about to explode and load the place up with airborne vomit. Vomit. Yes. Mm, that doesn't sound very tasty. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm. Uh, I, it's obviously a hyperbole, but I, you know what I'm saying. Well, you, you, gotta, you, you, you need your strength. Well, I remember you telling me when you went for a colonoscopy and then how you went to breakfast after the colonoscopy. Yes. And ate like this giant like farmer's type style thing. Uh, we, went to, we went to Memos in memos. West Springfield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like an omelet the size of a sofa cushion. Well, most of their omelets are yeah. down there. Uh, but I'm like, wait a minute. You had this thing clear you completely out. Mm-hmm. You got drugged up. You got a tube shoved up your you-know-what. Yeah. And then you had the ability to eat a giant meal after that? Oh, yes. See, I don't think that's healthy for you. Did you did you have to go to the bathroom then, like, quickly after that? Because no. Because I would imagine that... Uh, Listen, I you know, when you have the colonoscopy, it's not just that uh, you're, you know, you're drinking that god-awful sludge. But the day before, you have to go on a full liquid diet, which is very unsatisfying for a guy who has food issues. So, uh, yeah, you got. we went to memos, and I loaded up, and I just chowed down like I was a human embodiment of Pac-Man. I just kept eating and eating and eating. And, no, I didn't get sick, and I didn't uh, have to go to the bathroom right away. I just, you know, let my natural metabolism uh, work towards digesting what I had just put into my system, and it was glorious. Oh, I'm sure it was so delicious. I just I couldn't I couldn't force myself to eat like a giant meal after that. The next time I go to a, for a colonoscopy, and I got a couple years ready to go because my last check, 
clean as a whistle. Um, I'm going to the Evans Egg House, and I'm getting the bacon hash, and I'm getting a big fat uh, omelet, and I'm getting with the toast and the and the uh, and the and the and the fried potatoes. I'm doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's like a slip and slide dough. Comes right out of you. Not exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the weirdest argument anyone's had with an insurance provider. You ready? I'm ready. A woman on TikTok named Emily Vondry just noticed her health insurance had her three-year-old son's birthday listed as February 25th instead of the 26th, so she called to fix it. They claimed she was wrong, though, which is ridiculous because obviously a mom would know. She would. She was there. But it turned out they were right, and she's been celebrating on the wrong day for two years. Steve, how is this even possible? She looked back at her birth announcement on Facebook from 2018 and realized he was born on the 25th. But sometime after his first birthday, she got confused, so they celebrated it on the 26th last year and in 2020. She posted a video about it and said she hopes it makes people feel better about their own parenting flaws, which is really probably something made up by her because it's a TikTok video. It's totally made up. Yeah. How much paperwork do you get? After the birth of your child. How would you not remember that day? Well, that's the other thing. But you, what I'm saying is, you know, you're loaded up with documentation before you're, right. you're released from the hospital. Everything from, uh, like, a Social Security application, every, you know, <laughs> your discharge papers, everything. It's right yeah. in front of you. How do you not know? You know, I see these people with these parenting blogs. Yes. It's like, all right, enough of you. Just enough. Well, you know, as a, they had as, that woman last year. Uh, go ahead. Wait, no, wait. I was just going to say, just you know, every child is different, and there is no, uh, there is no blanket that covers everything. There was a there was a woman last year uh, on YouTube who has like she's one of these or was a YouTube star. She had all these like viral videos going mm-hmm. about her and her kids and her you know right parent mommy blog or whatever. And then uh, she inadvertently uploaded a full uncut video of her doing this thing. You know, sometimes you can accidentally, like, you'll hear it all the time. I put up the podcast on the show, and they'll have some commercials still left in there because yeah. I missed it. Mm-hmm. it. Same type of thing. She just uploads the the file as a whole. And what it has on there was her talking about her dead dog, and uh, she is... There's footage of her for the thumbnail of the YouTube video, not crying at all, but making her kid. All right, she's like, okay, now, all right, put the face on. Like, and she's like <laughs> directing him on how to act for the thumbnail of the YouTube video. And, 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 and it's one of those, you know, we finally see the man behind the curtain and everything is revealed and we realize what a piece of crap this lady is because she's forcing her child to be... To, to do this for clout in order to uh, make herself famous. There's just too much of that. That's hilarious. I don't know. Way to coach your kids. She's not coaching them at all. She's just well, you teaching get, them bad lessons. But you want to get the right shot. She's your, directing them. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast uh, is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. A winter. Really love your 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.55 in the Steve Miller Band at Rock 102. Oh, winter storm warning will be in effect tonight from midnight to all the way until midnight tomorrow with uh, snow accumulations from 7 to 15 inches, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley. It is uh, 22 in uh, downtown Springfield. Steve, I don't need to tell you that for the last two weeks we've been giving away Amazon Echo Dots with code word Alexa. Uh-huh. You're fully aware of that, right? I had no idea we were doing that. Yeah, so uh, here's the deal. Today's the last day. Today is it. This is this is the final day to qualify for your Amazon Echo Dot from Rock 102. What I want to do is I'm going to give you a code word. It's a simple word. It's a code word. And your job is to enter it into rock102.com before noon today. Noon. Noon. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll choose a winner uh, at random later this afternoon. And the uh, Amazon Echo Dot would then be yours. It's all brought to you by the new Bud Light Next, 80 calories, zero carbs, coming in February, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Today's code word, Steve, is the word enable. Enable? Enable. Like cane enable? No, as if I am enabling you and your alcoholism. Oh. Enable. E-N-A-B-L-E. Exactly, Steve. Enable. That is the the code word for you to enter into rock102.com before noon today. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Thanks for uh, setting us straight on that. No problem. Dave Hayes, the weather nut, coming up in just a couple minutes. It's 756 on Rock 102. Taste Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rockies. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember former NFL quarterback Jeff Garcia? Me neither. Jeff Garcia used to be an NFL quarterback who spent 10 years in the league not winning Super Bowls for eight different teams, including the 49ers. As you know, the 49ers in the AFC title game this weekend against the Rams, having beaten the Green Bay Packers last weekend. During that game, I think it's safe to say that Jimmy Garoppolo did not have his finest appearance. In fact, he was terrible. He just happened to win the game. So what does this have to do with Jeff Garcia? Well, it's like this. In an Instagram post, which has now been removed, Jeff Garcia decided to lash out at ESPN analyst Mina Kimes for expressing her opinion about Jimmy Garoppolo's performance, which, I should point out, she is paid to do, saying that Jimmy isn't the reason why the 49ers won. They won in spite of him, not because of him. Garcia, on the other hand, took the opportunity to go on Instagram and say, quote, who the hell is Mina Kimes, and when was the last time she threw a touchdown pass in a game? Never. Ever she taken a snap or can truly understand the mindset, the physical and mental toughness that it takes to play the quarterback position or any position in the NFL? Mina then responded by tweeting, quote, I apparently was the only one to point out that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play well last week. Oh, snap! Way to fire back at a thoroughly irrelevant former has-been quarterback in his cockamamie, misogynistic, knuckle-dragon point of view. Let me ask you this. When was the last time Jeff Garcia threw a touchdown pass in a game that really mattered? I'll tell you when. 2007. Seven years before Mina Kimes was hired by ESPN to provide her professional opinion. And what was she doing back then? Graduating summa cum laude from Yale, you stupid moron. Meanwhile, Jeff Garcia was a redshirt transfer to San Jose State. Compared to Yale, San Jose State is like a high school with ashtrays. So lighten up there, big fella, and let the nice lady do her job. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Snow, ice, 
Rockies before or after the storm. Get anything from an ice scraper, a snowblower, and Rockies Ace Hardware, including ice melt and a roof rake. Whatever you need to dig yourself out of the storm, Rockies can help. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock one. It's 808. We're back to Steve Nagel of Rock World 2. Uh, you know, I could give you a forecast right now, but wouldn't you rather hear the forecast from a nut? You see what I got here? Just couldn't stand the weather by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. On the phones right now, like I said, it is Dave Hayes, the weather nut. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Good morning. How you doing? We're doing great, man, but <laughs> not so great for tomorrow, I see. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a little bit chilly, a little bit snowy. As a uh, as a weather nut, this must be like your Christmas day. Uh, you know, this must this must be what it all what it all boils down to all year long. Totally, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is like the most exciting weather to watch come together and forecast and try to figure out. Really, it it, it's, it seems as though. There's a great deal of complication in trying to pare down what the accumulations are actually going to be. Yes, they were reporting anywhere between 1 to 16 inches today. It could be as many as 14 inches, and no one seems to have a real clear understanding of what to expect. Is there a reason why this particular storm is so complicated to, to figure out? I just think in particular it's like until you get within 48 to 24 hours of a storm, you know, sometimes the modeling, which, you know, weather people obviously depend a great deal upon, in addition to, like, trying to recognize the pattern of what they've seen before, you know, it can jump around, you know, and that's what's been happening with this storm is that you've had these crazy wide, you have one storm hugging the coast near Martha's Vineyard, and then another piece of modeling guidance shows it, like, 400 miles to the east of Nantucket, and, uh, you know, that that can happen the farther out you are, so that's why it's you know, this one in particular threw some curveballs. And that's like, you know, because are you saying because those storms merge, those storms merge together? Is that what or is it? Well, just... no, it's just, it's just it's just the modeling, you know, trying to figure, you know, the models try to look at all the different possible variations of, you know, pressure, temperature, moisture, all that stuff with pieces of energy that are thousands of miles away and then tries to make sense of it, what it's going to do, you know, over New England. And the farther out you are, it's just, it's just you have these little differences. They can read things a little bit differently, but then downstream, you know, like the butterfly effect. Downstream, like these little changes upstream, downstream have big changes. So you see, oh, this this looks like it's going to be one to four inches. This looks like it's going to be eight to 14 inches. And then, you know, a weather person's job is to try to figure all that out, also look at the pattern, you know, deal with the history of storms they've seen in the past and try to make sense of it. This, this is uh, Dave Hayes, the weather nut. You can check out his uh, website, uh, westernmassweather.com. In this particular case, because now we're getting so close to it actually beginning, do you think we can kind of gauge correctly how much snow we're going to get? Or are we still kind of in that transitionary phase where anything can happen? No, I think I think that, well, look, it's the weather, you know. So, and you know, and being in New England, you know, everybody who's listening to this or just anybody who lived, who's grown up and lived in New England for any length of time can remember times where the weather did not go as it was thought to go. But at this point in time, it feels like this is a, 
uh, is a very good likelihood that the snow totals are going to be higher than what they were expected earlier this week and that it's going to go according to this plan. But the thing is, is that with storms that are this powerful, this is going to be a very, very powerful low-pressure system, they can do odd things. They can set up snow bands in places where you think you know where the main snow band, heavy snow band is going to be, where the heaviest snow is going to fall. That might change by 30 miles, or it might change by 50 miles. Or, you, you know, so things like that happen, and that can, that's why you have snow ranges, and that's why the ranges are offered are sometimes so wide because you, you are you there yeah, yeah we're, we're here we're here right. we just didn't okay, want to talk on one one second what's oh, he doing sorry my phone's done oh, that's okay oh, yeah plug it in <laughs> how are you gonna be prepared oh, whoa, whoa 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 let's take a stop here how is a guy telling everybody else to be prepared for the weather can't be prepared for the weather when you don't even have your cell phone plugged in Hey, man, I never said I wasn't a numbskull sometimes. What are you going to do when the power goes out tomorrow with the wind from the Bumbo Genesis? Dave, you are, in fact, a nut. Absolutely. I'll climb on top of the, the church spire in Northampton and shout at the top of my lungs. There you, there you go. go. Let me ask you the other part of this uh, of the equation here, because you know, the wind is going to play a real big part in this storm. And I know that... You know, whether it's a bomb cyclone or a, or a bombogenesis or, you know, whatever the hell you want to call it, do the winds sure. that we're going to get justify you know, that title of a storm? Because as I'm reading it online, you're talking about winds uh, needing to be between 74 to 95 miles an hour to qualify for those kinds of uh, labels. And we may not quite get there, but 45 miles an hour for wind gusts is pretty powerful when it comes to a storm like this. Yeah, well, here's let me clarify a few things. I mean, first of all, the the winds, the, the 74 to 95, the, I, I saw that kind of bandied about earlier. That is that's really actually the definition of sustained winds for a Category One hurricane. So that has nothing to do with bombogenesis or bomb cyclone. Bombogenesis just means a low pressure system that drops 24 millibars of pressure or more within 24 hours or less. It just indicates a very fast deepening, strengthening low pressure system, and those tend to bring lots of wind with them because there's a big pressure gradient between the very low pressure and the, and the nearby high pressure. And so as far as the winds are concerned, yeah, we could get gusts of 40 to 45 miles per hour here out of the north. Um, but back east, it's going to be more. It's going to be more towards, you know, 60, 70 miles per hour, maybe as high as 80 miles per hour on the Cape. Um, and all that really portends is that we're going to have some people are going to have blizzard conditions, and I think this storm will actually verify as a blizzard in eastern Mass and maybe even around Worcester into Providence and, and northeast Connecticut. But for western Mass, you know, we could have blizzard conditions at times, which means visibilities go to a quarter mile or lower, and then you also have to have wind gusts, frequent wind gusts of 35 miles per hour or more. Um, but to be a blizzard, it has, that has to happen for three hours straight. I don't think mm. that's going to happen in Western Mass. Are these, like, you know, weather terms like bombogenesis and, uh, like, every once in a while I'll hear something that I've never heard before of all the years uh -huh. I've been alive. Like, a, when, when yeah. years ago, like, it was probably about 10 years ago I heard the word microburst. Are, are these, like, terms that are, like, added to the vernacular of weather forecasting along the way? Or have they always been part of the vernacular and they're just being used now? What's the deal with those? When they, when they well, some of them, some of them, like for example, like bomb cyclone. I, I've been following the weather for forty years now, mm -hmm. and I, I, I only heard of the term bomb cyclone 
like three or four years ago. And when I heard it, I was just like, what are they talking about? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I just was like, that's crazy. And it's also kind of like for the public, someone who doesn't, a lay person is like bomb cyclone. Am I going to die tomorrow? I mean, it's kind of, it seems a little much to me personally, but bombogenesis is a play on a meteorological term called cyclogenesis. And genesis just means birth, right? So cyclo is storm, genesis is birth, so it means birth of a storm. Bombogenesis is basically just saying, yeah, it's the birth of a storm, but it's the birth of a very powerful storm that's going to deepen rapidly. Nope. And that's been around for decades. And microburst has been around for forever, too. I mean, a, a microburst is a type of downburst. You yeah, know, a microburst is... Yeah, go ahead. But I'm just saying, is it one of those things that, like, oh, okay, like, oh, you know what? Let's call this a microburst uh, for the weather <laughs> yeah, forecast. No, for yeah. the weather forecast. <laughs> because, again, you know, that those things have happened throughout history, obviously. It wasn't, like, the first time. Yeah. But all of a sudden, these words become trendy among the meteorology uh, uh, community, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, uh, well, you know what I think happens probably is that we've got so much more media now than we did 10, 20, 30 years uh, ago. Yeah, that but makes I think sense. that. You know, that stuff starts, like, getting out into the into the air more than it used to. It used to just be, like, you know, meteorologists talking to each other about microbursts or downbursts or macrobursts or whatever. But they've got, those terms have, have been around for a long time. But the only one, that bomb cyclone one, that's the one where I was just like, and then someone told me, oh, yeah, that's been around forever. I'm like, I've never seen it, but who knows? I don't know. You know, the other, the other weird thing that's, that's coming the middle of next week is you've got three days of showers and mild temperatures anywhere between, like, 40 to 50 miles, and, you know, 40 to 50 degrees. And it just seems to me, how, you know, how weird is that? That we're going to get nailed with this class five kill storm and by the end the middle of next week it's going to be like we're taking our shirts and parkas off and, t and treating it like it's like it's beach weather yep it's like that's that's the thing is that it's uh sometimes the weather in the winter have it kind of the cold and the warm kind of clashes you know and uh like last winter we had december january just december and february very wintry january and march were very mild um, and then sometimes you get these clashes like next week. This is kind of the end of a pattern, this storm that we're having tomorrow um, of this super cold, like that super cold. We're going to get some more cold in February, but it's, I don't think it's going to be as prolonged as what we just went through. So you're going to have these surges. We get a mild surge next week, but then there's going to be another Arctic front by the end of the week. And there's still some more snowstorm chances, you know, off into the first and second week of February. But obviously that's we'll, we'll deal with that then. Yeah, so, and when you're out and about in a, like a grocery store and you're shopping for supplies, because I know you're kind of guy that does that, right? You charge your cell phone, right? You get supplies before the storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. occasionally I charge my cell phone. And you're walking through the grocery store and you see Brian Lapis. Do your eyes meet? And do you? Is it like, hey, how are you? Or is it more like, what the hell are you doing on my turf, Mister Weathernut? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's always like, hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, stay away from TV, pal. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lapis is great. Well, I mean, maybe you can start naming storms, too. I think that should be your next Oh, thing. Jesus. That, oh, that drives me crazy. Me started. Oh, I hate that. What? I can't stand it. It's just like winter storm this, winter storm that. It's just like. Well, no, if it's a blizzard, then it's a blizzard with the year after. Well, that's it. I can't stand the winter storm names. The winter storm names, that that's not a National Weather Service thing, right? That be, No, I mean, no, it's a it's a weather channel thing. Okay, because and and it was also Channel 3 in Hartford used to start naming these things too. Like I don't know. I don't oh, really? It, yeah. I, well, I don't know if, if they originated the idea. They may, may yeah. have picked it up from the Weather Channel, but I mean, you know, like I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. I mean, like hurricanes, they've been doing that for forever, but winter storms is like, come on, 
you know, there's only one storm that matters, and that was the big one back in 1978. That's the only one that anyone really remembers if you're old enough to remember it, and it wasn't a good one. That's what I'm talking about. That's it. All right. Well, Dave Hayes, the weather nut. We do appreciate the uh, the time as always. Yep. And uh, I, why is it that you're so much more informative than you know <laughs> local media? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, you just do your homework, I guess. That's that. That's the key. Yeah. But uh, they, we... well, I also get to write about it. I get to write about it. You know, the reality is, yeah. is that on TV, it's like you get two or three minutes, and you got to you have to summarize it. You know, and and. When, with the way that I do it, I write about it, and so I'm able to do a more long-form thing, so that might be part of it, too. The uh, the website is westernmassweather.com. Dave Hayes, the weather nut. Great to talk to you. Enjoy the storm. Thanks. Great to talk to you guys. Thank you. You All bet. Right, it's uh, 821 on Rock 102. 2022 is here at 2020. Jackson Nagel on Rock 102. By the way, if you ever miss uh, the show, you can always check out the daily podcast on rock102.com. Uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also check out Baxi's musical podcast uh, this week. Two interviews, one with uh, album cover artist Giannis from uh, New Haven. He's worked on like 300 different uh, albums. Really interesting guy. He's got a gallery show uh, this weekend in West Yarmouth on the Cape. And then uh, Marshall Crenshaw with uh, brand new music coming out uh, this year. So make sure you uh, check all of that out on rock102.com. All righty then. All right. Um, I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything else going on here. I saw, I, I just had this thing here and I can't, no, I lost it. I lost it. Um, oh, Ron Perlman yeah. is going to be making Hellboy 3. The that, first two were so great. No, they weren't. Why? And he's he's not eager to make Hellboy 3 at 71 years old. But he's but probably eager to cash that big, fat Hellboy 3 check. He feels he owes it to the fans. Oh, no, he doesn't. He feels that he owes it to his bank account. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, It's all about the money at this point. Because do you really care how the success of that film is going to go? You've already if you've contract under a certain amount of money, then you've made the money, and I don't care if it doesn't you, go well. You, do you think like a guy like Keanu Reeves really felt they, they needed to add, add like one more Matrix movie? I don't think he did. I think they gave him a, a check or an offer for a check, and maybe you know a certain percentage of the uh, of the box office receipts. And he said, "Hmm, well, yes, I think I'm ready to make a fourth Matrix movie." I think that was proven when they made a third Bill and Ted movie as well. Exactly my point. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, the money talks. As stupid of a movie as Bill and Ted was, he made bank off that thing. Oh, he totally made Absolutely. bank off that thing, and then he wound up getting. Uh, other roles, and then God knows how this was possible, was seen as a quasi-serious actor. You know, they should really recast all these superheroes uh, like, you know, do Michael Keaton Batman now. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, because everyone would love to see a 78-year-old That's Batman. what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. eventually, these people run out of steam. It's like, uh, you know, uh, 30 years from now, we'll have, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Christian Bale playing batman again but with like a beard gut yeah that would be that would be great yeah like he looked like in that movie with the uh uh what's his name um oh i don't even remember even remember he played like a like a like <clears throat> a i don't know like a like a crime guy and he had like the the 70s look to him yeah and yeah the big hefty look into his belly and everything that's the batman that should be played 30 years from now i still say adam west is my favorite batman I like the uh, the out of shape, flabby Batman and skin tight spandex. But I, yeah, that's to me that's that's more realistic. Was was that like 
uh, was the comic book people on board with all that? I would assume they had to sign off on because it. Sure. The, the, the way superhero movies are made today, it's more with dramatic effect than, you know, uh, there's not like comedy like there was in the Adam West and Burt. Uh, yeah, but I, I actually think that's how more crime fighting is done than you think. When you take, like, uh, say, a crime boss's henchman, you put him in a garbage can and you yeah. can't get out of it because, you know, that's you used uh, the thing on your bat utility belt to uh, to tie him up right there in the ca- the trash can. You know, butt first can't get out of something like that you know when they made that george clooney batman mm-hmm. they had no uh chris whatever his name was chris was o'donnell the, it was was robin yeah and then they were like going up on the and, and uh, on the shore of this island and and chris o'donnell says holy rusty steel batman and he says what he says it's steel it's rusty it's got holes in it oh, yeah. yeah see now that's you know, that's comical like, that's but it was like a callback to the 1960s yeah uh, see this is the problem <laughs> i have with the entire batman franchise uh, apart from Chris O'Donnell, yeah, there's been hardly any mention of the Boy Wonder at all. Oh well, what? Why is name? that? Well, because they left it at the end of the Dark Knight uh, that it would be uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, right. Uh, yeah, I can't that one guy. Either. Yeah, the kid but, that looks like a girl a little bit. What's his name? The kid that looks like a girl. He, I always felt he had like a very feminine look to him. Which guy? The guy I don't remember the, the guy that looks name. like a girl. You could be, you need to be a little bit more specific. Uh, in yeah, the I Dark know. I, I, but you know, but they never. But that was the only time they really addressed the character, other than Chris O'Donnell. You, you know, your expectations had to be low with that. Yeah, was it the Dark Knight Rises? Was that the last one? Uh, it might be. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He always that had kid. like a very like feminine look to him when he was younger. Right. Yeah. Right. Would make a perfect robin okay but that's what i'm saying they left it open at the end of the movie i'm willing to go with that uh but uh, yet they didn't develop that into a full character did they no they didn't probably should have yeah they should well it's setting it up it's setting up for for more you've had like nine batman movies yeah well and, and you've only you've only dealt with the boy wonder one two times hasn't there been like 30 some odd movies about the all the Marvel and uh, isn't that what? what yeah, yeah. All, would, all the would, characters. Wouldn't you like to know more backstory about Robin? No. Do you think it's overdue? Frankly, nobody really cares about Robin. Everyone cares about the Boy Wonder. Batman. How Batman many times in Batman. the TV show did Robin wind up saving Batman because he was in a in in, uh, in a bit of a pickle? And Batman was kind of dumb too. What? Yeah. Now, Robin was the one that used to, you know, hey, Batman, uh, I think your miscalculations are wrong here. The Adam West, Burt Ward mm-hmm. television series was one of the best superhero series ever created. Better than the George Reeves Superman, better than anything else. It's fantastic. We'll just agree to disagree. We're going to have to because this conversation ends now. now. It's 829 to Rock 102. Is I nine eight thirty two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two is for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Where the hell did that come from? I was looking at something yeah. and not paying attention, and all of a sudden I hear that news the uh, uh, intro, and boom! It's like whoa! I got to do. We got to get into news, and now here we are. Smith College officials are urging people to avoid two buildings on campus. Due to a bomb threat this morning, the college's official Twitter account put out a public safety alert 
calling for people to avoid Burton Hall and Sabin Reed Hall until further notice after campus safety received the bomb threat. A shelter-in-place order was temporarily issued for the campus at around 6.30 a.m., but that has since been lifted. Uh, this is a developing story, and we probably won't update you as soon as details become mm. available because well, we'll be gone, and 22 News doesn't do that. Well, the good news is I don't have any classes in either one of those buildings today. Yeah, I know. I was, uh, I'm was. i so glad I don't have to take that biology class today. I know. Right, right. Uh, the Springfield police are looking for the public's help in identifying three suspects in connection with malicious, malicious destruction of the 9-11 monument in downtown Springfield. According to the department, around 1.30 p.m. on Thursday, January 20th, three suspects appear to have vandalized the 9-11 monument and the lighting attached. Uh, If you have any information, you're asked to contact the Detective Bureau, or you can text a tip anonymously. Destroy jerks. I mean, really. There's lots of things you... There are loads of other choices around Springfield that you can deface. Not something like that. You know, I, uh, what was it? Uh, it's the, you know, the letters, when you, when you come down off of 91 and that viaduct, yeah, each intersection has the street name, like in letters <clears throat> on the concrete. So once it's Union Street and, you know, whatever, whatever this, the corresponding street is, there's a couple of them there that have them. And all the letters are like busted off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. See, why couldn't you just do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably be just as satisfying to uh, add like a letter N to Union. You have two of them. You get twice as much fun doing that. Bunch of punk kids yeah, going but, around damaging monuments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's what's the point of that? Uh, one person is dead after Springfield police found a man with a gunshot wound in Indian Orchard Thursday morning, according to a spokesman Ryan Walsh. Around 5:05 a.m., officers were called to the intersection of Pinevale and Essex Street in Indian Orchard for a well-being check on a person inside of a vehicle. When officers arrived, they found an adult man that was dead from a gunshot wound. Uh, the Springfield Police to Homicide Unit is investigating the incident. If you have any information, you are asked to contact the Springfield Police Department or the Detective Bureau, or you can anonymously text a tip. Uh, what was the uh, clip I saw yesterday off of 22 News? Um, <clears throat> I believe, let's see if I can find this. Well, was it? It was Don Shipman. Yes. Right? And he was, uh, let's see, where am I going to find this? He said... <laughs> he was shot from a gunshot wound. Shot from a gunshot wound. Uh-huh. That seems to be wrong. That's mean, putting like the the cart before the horse, right? Well, you just say he has a gunshot wound. Yes. Anybody can clearly put that together that he was shot by a bullet. Rarely do people get yeah. shot and wounded unless bullets and guns are involved. No. Yeah. Shot from a gunshot wound. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, well, that's just the way they do those things. At I'm sure it was just a, a, you know, just a simple mistake. You think you they're know? sitting around playing Mad Libs in the back between commercial breaks, and then they get confused? Well, I mean, being... you think about it. There's no newscast between noon and six or yeah, noon and five. Yeah. So you got Plenty all of time. that time to do that stuff. 70 dogs were brought to the U.S. as part of the Humane Society's international campaign to end the dog meat trade in South Korea. Six of those dogs were brought to Massachusetts to begin their new lives 
by Second Chance Animal Services. The nonprofit organization traveled to Maryland to pick up the five dogs from a temporary shelter. <laughs> the sixth dog appears to have been a breeding dog for a meat trade. She stayed at the temporary shelter a little bit longer. Does that mean her breed is particularly delicious? Uh, I Maybe. Second Chance says that particular uh, dog was very anxious as she helped uh, to comfort new arrivals at the temporary shelter. Oh, that's pretty good. That is good. Hey, welcome. You're not going to get eaten. We Don't shouldn't be really. Good? We really shouldn't be eating our pets anyway. No. The staff at the temporary shelter were sad to see her go, but happy that she was about to begin her new life. Oh, you got. To, it's like the seven dogs. You have a uh, tasty, uh, delicious, mm-hmm. uh, succulent, succulent, uh, uh, mouth watering, mouth watering, and uh, come on, what's scrumptious, scrumptious, uh, 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 mm. decadent, decadent, sure, and uh, and delicious, right? Yeah. What about fattening? Got to be at least one there that's fattening, kind of uh, like like dopey or doc. Yeah, because you know the, the there was somebody out there who wanted a dog. Uh, make sure he's got a little extra fat. Yeah, on get him. one that's. I kind of like a little fat. Scale around. it back a little bit. Yeah. One called fattening, one called diabetes, and one called uh, non fructose corn syrup. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that. You like too. that? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't eat dogs. Don't, don't eat dogs or cats. No, listen, if you're going to love them as a pet, don't eat them. Well, you know, like I said to you a couple hours ago when we talked about this, that uh, it's a cultural thing. It might be fully acceptable to eat dog meat in other parts of the world. Sure but it is. it's not acceptable here. You're not going to find uh, dog eaters here in the U.S. of A. We reject that kind of act. Well, most of us. Well, some I'm of sure. Them, some people may not reject it, but for the larger part of uh, our society, we're all against hey, it. Uh, I have some friends who were part of a very large family. And when they were younger, their father used to kill pigeons, and they used to eat pigeons. Yeah, that's sick. Well, that's how you feed a family. You know, uh, it's funny though. It's not that sick. It's a bird. What's it's what's? There, it's funny how uh, you know, depending on how you label it. Yeah. You know, it's either acceptable or it's gross. Like you yes. ever have like a mahi mahi? Yeah. Fish. Yeah. It's delicious. Mahi mahi. I love mahi mahi. You know what mahi mahi is? Isn't that? Tuna? I think it's dolphin. Or am but, I thinking of ahi ahi? No, I, I think that's different. I think uh, I think it's dolphin or porpoise. But if you say to someone, hey, well, you want a good uh, cut of dolphin meat? You're going to say, ooh, that's gross. I'm going to have the mahi mahi instead. I thought that was illegal to eat the dolphins. Or was the dolphins getting caught in the tuna lines? And that yeah, I think that was thing. it. So you'd get mahi mahi with your ahi ahi. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. Uh, let's see, uh, what's the longest thing you think you can get away with doing illegally? Oh, illegally? Yeah. I'm not talking about, like, sharing your Netflix password. No, because, I mean, the longest thing I've gotten away with is a radio career, but that's Uh, not illegal. Well, it should be. Uh, on Wednesday, an 84-year-old man admitted to police that he had been driving without a license, not just on that trip and not even for a couple of years. He's never had a license, and he's been driving for 72 years since he was 12. And even when he was finally caught, it wasn't for a wreck or a traffic infraction. It was technology. His car, a blue Mini, was flagged by a traffic camera for being unregistered, so the police pulled him over. This happened in the United Kingdom, and the local police say they were gentle with him, meaning he probably wasn't hit with a serious charge. But in addition to not being licensed, insured, or registered ever, there's another problem. He's old. The police said, quote, 
He was hard of hearing, his reactions were poor, and he was unsteady on his feet. So he wasn't even safe if he was road legal. Well, I don't know how they do it in, in England, but here, I mean, you'd have to register your vehicle, right? Yeah. I mean, at some, uh, if well, you didn't, that, at some point you'd get caught. The, when I first read the story and I and I was like, what do you mean? How could you register a vehicle unless you have somebody else registered under their name? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that would be, be the only way to do it. But, uh, but again, he... He got caught from technology. He didn't even have it registered. But yeah, how, but I mean, but how do you buy a car? Because you I could buy it for cash. You could buy it for cash, but a Mini Cooper that seems like a newer vehicle that you wouldn't necessarily do that with. I I don't. Well, we don't know if it's a new Cooper. Yeah, I mean, it could it could have been, been, been an old one. Years old, right? Yeah, who knows? But I don't uh, know how you get away with that. Uh, mahi, for long. Mahi Mahi, by the way, is a dolphin fish. Just a name. Just a name, not a dolphin. Nevertheless, if I told you, uh, would you like a cut of dolphin fish? You're going to say, ooh, that's gross. But if I say I got some grilled mahi-mahi here, you go, ooh, don't mind if I do. It's all uh, about the labeling. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Mahi, you know what I'm saying? Ahi-ahi. Right. Okay, what's this guy say? This guy says... Uh, yeah, Mahi Mahi Mahi's dolphin fish, not the dolphin you're thinking about. All right, I stand corrected, but I still would not have it. Actually, I'm looking at what a dolphin fish looks like. It looks gross. What does it look like? It looks like a like a like a like a large fish, but its uh, face is all squished up. Looks like a boxer, a like bo- the like the dog breed, the boxer. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, I'd eat that. Oh, I'm not sure I would. Although I like Mahi. You like it? Yeah, I do. I've also had uh, shark fin soup, which in this country is totally illegal. What is it? Shark fin soup. I had it in Canada. Why is that illegal? Because they believe that there's a cruelty issue with uh, eating the shark fin. It was actually delicious soup. But yeah, you can't. Okay, but if you eat the rest of the shark, what the hell is the difference if you eat the fin too? I think some uh, fishermen just remove the fin. uh, Look at the ingredients on the back of a Slim Jim. I try not to. And uh, one of the one of the uh, things is the mechanically separated chicken. Yeah. Where they scrape all the guts and everything else well, they you can want, off. You wouldn't want to do that by to, hand. To put in the the the, the slurry, if you will, mm-hmm. that they make the, uh, the the thing with. All right. You know, you're using every single part of the chicken you possibly can. Why can't you use every single part of a shark that you could? It's a good point. Some guy just sent me a picture of a guy who just caught a dolphin fish. Yeah, it looks like a really dumb-looking fish. Uh, now you got fishing friends now. On yeah, fishing. I don't want fi- people going to be sending you fishing pictures. Really don't want that. A 31-year-old in England named Ross Flynn was recently watching soccer videos with his girlfriend and attacked her because she didn't think Chris- Cristiano Ronaldo was hot. Mm. I don't think he's that big of a whoop either. Uh, Ronaldo plays for Manchester United now, and if you don't know what he looks like, trust me, he's a smoke show. I don't, uh, I don't find him to be all that good looking. But uh, Ross's question was even more specific than that. He wanted to know if she thought Ronaldo was hotter than her ex-boyfriend. She said that she's not attracted to Ronaldo, so she picked her ex, and that's when Ross hit her several times. Luckily, she's okay, and thankfully, he's in prison. You should never get to the point yeah. of fisticuffs over an argument like that. The ex she was talking about actually passed away a few years ago, so it's not like he's a threat or anything, you know? Still. Ross basically told her Ronaldo is the hottest man in the world, so if she thinks her ex is hotter, then she obviously thinks her ex is hotter than him, too. 
Hotter than David Beckham? I I would argue yeah, that. Yeah, I would yeah. argue that. Beckham's a better looking. I mean, he's older at this point, but, uh, I mean, come on. She told uh, police the, that Ross had been abusive before, and he also has several other convictions on his record, so the judge threw the book at him, and he'll be locked up for at least the next four years. Well, lucky, lucky her. I guess. You have to have to deal with that guy when he gets out? Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of both of them. I mean, Beckham is 46. Ronaldo's 40, yeah, 35. I would, I would take Beckham any day over yeah, that. Beckham's a much better-looking guy. A uh, winter storm warning is in effect from midnight tonight to midnight on Saturday. Well, it will be in effect from midnight tonight to midnight on Saturday. Uh, could see 7 to 15 inches uh, in the Bay State, uh, more so on the lower side, uh, on the western mass side, but central mass in Boston probably going to get hit pretty hard. Uh, it's going to be a high of 21. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. I think you might be hungry. I see you got that look. I know just what.